0: I mean, that's the- well, sort of music. I mean, that's the- sort of ...music. It's deep, it's WKCR-FM, New York, WKCR-HD, WKCR.org if you're online, 89.9 FM if you're here in NYC. This is Jazz Alternatives, and we'll call the show tonight Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman, very happy and downright chuffed. To welcome back to the studio, <laughs> Ross Moshe. I'm
1: chuffed, too. Hey, Mitch, good to see you again. Man.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, your first time back since uh, yeah the dark days.
1: Right, right, right. I, I think I visited on a, a Sunny Murray thing with you and William once. I think you had me on. I yes, said a few things. Yeah. Yes,
0: but that's been a been a little minute too.
1: Right, exactly, man. Time is very speedy.
0: And then we did our Dewey show,
1: of course. That's right, man. Thanks for keeping We're the music going, trying. man. Right.
0: <laughs> Well, I reached out to you. We got to get come back and get back into this, and I asked you, "Who are we going to get into? What are we going to focus on?" And you had a quick response.
1: <laughs> Kala Parusha.
0: Kala Parusha.
1: Maurice McIntyre.
0: Yes, and uh, there were a lot of choices. There were a lot of names you could have tossed at me, and you picked that one. And I'm curious, what what brought him into focus for you?
1: His originality and um, uh, his holistic approach to quote unquote free music, you know, you could feel the totality of the spectrum of the music in his playing, and the the edge wasn't compromised or anything, and uh, he was a real good player, and even his conceptual ideas as far as composition also, so I felt that just, you know, based on his originality
0: and also, it's interesting, too, you put it in the context of quote-unquote free music yeah. and how abused that term has been. Yeah. And he's a great example of somebody who's playing is unbounded by any obligation to to check any boxes, and yet he's so informed and so rooted in where the music comes from.
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, you, uh, usually, you you made this one easy for me, because usually the challenge to me is to find live unreleased recordings in the KCR archives, and this time you came with (laughs) the goods, so I was able to kick back and let you do the digging, and uh, I know you, for those who don't know, Ross Moshe is a worthy improviser in his own right, band leader, (laughs) multi-read man but uh also you are one of the great archivists and historians and uh somebody's keeping track of what's been happening
1: thank you i appreciate it you know learning all the time that's part of the fun with this The learning is lit- it's literally every day it doesn't stop
0: I agree completely. When and so now, I don't know how vast your holdings are. I have a feeling. I have a feeling there's a there's a vault, there's an, a subway tunnel that the rest of us don't know about where you have your holdings. Yeah, I'm but, grateful. Yeah. And what did you pull out for us tonight?
1: This is a recording of the Kala Purusha Septet. And uh, his band was actually called The Light at the time. And I'm wondering if he used that name at the time. But it's listed as the Purusha Septet, And it's actually uh, the rhythm section uh, actually comprised this band called The Light. So um, I guess it was a variation of The Light at this time at the Tin Palace in New York City, which is a much beloved venue. That a lot of the elders I hung out with a lot always spoke about. Finally, my father used to go there. I was too young for the Tin Palace, but I grew up knowing a lot about it.
0: Right and, down there um, on uh, on the Bowery.
1: That's right, Bowery and Second Street, right? Yeah,
0: right on the northeast corner.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: And yeah, that was certainly one of the spots. It was there when uh, the loft scene was going on in the seventies, and it kind of hung on for a little bit after a lot of the other places. And, um, yeah, it was it was one of the home, home spots for these guys, I <laughs> yeah. think. And, yeah, people do talk about it, but they rarely have the opportunity to actually experience what went on there. Yeah. And maybe you're somebody who hung out there and remembers it, or maybe you just heard about it, or maybe you never heard about it. Any which way, you're about to live it. You have uh, this is really one of the one of the great rarities. I don't know a ton of recordings from the Tin Palace, so this is this is a special treat.
1: Oh yeah, glad to do it. You know, that that was a small a certain percentage of why I wanted to present this one also. Uh, you know, just to because uh, you know especially now there's a lot of um, research and all going on about the venues that used to host the music. A lot of different kinds of scholarship and everything. And uh, and that's good, you know, to not lose the memory of those independent spaces. I remember when you guys did the Loft Festival here in 94, that was pretty good. So That was uh, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that
0: was pretty good. And yeah, so um, did you make it to the... Um,
1: the performance after? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, no, yeah. I mean, just a few months ago, um, the one that... Uh, William Parker was hosting the uh, studio Rivbee thing yeah.
1: Yeah, a little bit, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I was there, I don't, um, it was packed. I, because there were so many people, I couldn't even tell who was there. That's
1: good, that's good. There's still, you know, I'm sure people were glad to looking forward to the spirit of that place and the music involved, you know, being alive still. Yeah, I thought it was kind of yeah, miraculous it that it was yeah. still intact, yes, yeah. 24 bond street right yeah yeah,
0: exactly and Mm -hmm. well this uh if you go looking for the tin palace you won't find it looking the way it did but um this was the scene in february of 1977 i know ross you're familiar with this recording anything you want to call our attention to well we should tell do we give all the personnel
1: no not yet oh please Uh, do it's from february 27th 1977 and we have the two Jumas on percussion who were playing a lot of percussion with people at that time, Juma Santos and Juma Sultan. John Betch on the trap set, Fred Hopkins bass, Lester Bowie trumpet, Hamiet Blewett on the baritone saxophone, flute and reed flute, and Kala Perusha, Ara Difta, Maurice McIntyre, tenor saxophone, clarinet, and percussion and there's vocalizing that goes on a lot from Kala purusha and the band members. <laughs> oh yes. Very spirited music.
0: Yeah. What well, anything else we we should uh, let people know to listen out for or should we just dive in?
1: I'll uh, just listen out for the the great playing and um
0: that's it. That's it. It's uh yeah, the music speaks for itself, doesn't it? Yes. All right. Well, the show's called Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. Very happy to have Ross Moshe here in the studio with me, and we are shining a light on Kalapurusha, and he is shining back. Yes. Kalapurusha and the light. Kalapurusha, Ma- Maurice McIntyre, and we're at the Tin Palace. It's he, Deep Focus. May
1: he shine in peace.
0: Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> it's WKCR. Yes. Live music. It's Deep Focus on WKCR. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman, here with Ross Moshe. And we are shining the bright light of Deep Focus. And the light is shining back at us. Kala Purusha and the light. And uh, that is not one you're going to find at Strawberry Records at the mall.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Usually I say that's. That's from the WKCR archives, but I'd be lying if I said that because that is from, actually, from the Ross Moshe archives.
1: Yeah, <laughs> in the KCR tradition of, uh, you know, increasing the learning experience through rare music and stuff. You know,
0: now, uh, if people tuned in during that set, why don't we catch them up on? Okay. Where are we? Who do we got?
1: This was Kala uh, Purusha and The Light, I think an augmented version of The Light, from the Tin Palace, New York City, February 27th, 1977. The two Jumas are on percussion Juma Santos, that's Juma with two M's, and Juma with one M, Juma Sultan, both on congas and assorted percussion. John Betch on the drum set Fred Hopkins on the bass Lester Bowie trumpet, blew it, baritone saxophone and the flute Carlo Perusha, tenor saxophone clarinet and
0: percussion It seemed like on any given night, and I might be wrong but any one of these guys might have been leading the group and might have been all these same people playing with them or any of these other people it was kind of a a, an open circle of musicians who are part of that scene. And, um, but, uh, what are you hearing in this that's distinctive about what Kyle Perush is doing?
1: Uh, the originality of his playing and how you can hear what came before and uh, what is currently present now, you know, his playing was very holistic, you know, uh, I like uh, quote, unquote, free music in all its forms. You know, Um, Kyle Perusha kind of stands out as far as his experience, and he had a a wider experience from Chicago going back to the 1950s as a hard bop player. And um, he had a similar trajectory to people like John Coltrane, John Carter, uh, Sam Rivers. Jimmy Jewfrey, people who played jazz and extended that, you know, Miles uh, did, were not apprehensive about uh, uh, moving the conceptual ideas forward.
0: And he, and we talk about it being free, but there's obviously at least some head arrangements here. And oh, some, yeah. And some structure to what they're doing. Absolutely,
1: yeah, yeah. And we get to hear Kyle Perusha's writing also, which is very, uh, very unique. He has his own voice.
0: And, man, talk about a voice. I mean, every one of these guys has a distinctive musical personality, if not two or three or more.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, like you said, um, I noticed that from the groupings around this time period that... uh, As you said, either one of these um, individuals could have, you know, the next week it could have been Hammy's band. Oh yeah. (laughs) The week after it could have been Lester's band. (laughs) Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, (laughs) uh, Lester, man, those the stuff that he's throwing down here. Oh yeah. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Sounds really good. And you know, Fred Hopkins on bass is the kind of guy like. Yeah. Somebody gets him started, and he's gonna throw some more coal on the fire. Absolutely. Every one of these guys endless percussion section they're just uh it's like a freight train coming through man
1: yeah the two it's good to have them both here because they were both you know on the scene at that time yes And uh, this is a a serious rhythm section with john betch on drums (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) a lot of forward motion
0: oh yeah i mean when you you're putting a band together and you've got um What's the thinking to put together that kind of rhythm section? You got a Fred Hopkins on bass and a drummer like John Betch, and these two powerhouse hand drummers. What's you, can you think you can get inside Caliparousia's mind a little bit of what he's going for?
1: I think a lot of quote unquote free music sometimes. One of the criticisms of it was that it was felt that it didn't have a lot of uh, cultural retention like some of uh, the other aspects of jazz's development, which was always a a generalization. I mean, you have to really go by what each person is playing. And uh, there was always a a connectivity uh, in different ways. Uh, The African rhythms and the composition and the free playing all intertwined you know, and it doesn't sound contrived either. It all sounds like it it fits together too. But a lot of free music, uh, uh, was not unconnected. In, yeah. In that regard, uh, so I mean, you can hear, I mean, if you have a deep focus, <laughs> quote unquote, with the music, you can hear. Um, you can really hear everything. And what and what was to come all at once.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, I, if I'm understanding what you're saying, there's some of the music that might have come out of this kind of scene. Yeah. Sounds it's funny. Uh, Eric Person, who's a frequent deep focus guest. Yeah. There's a kind of a subgenre of the music, he'll say, it sounds very European to me. Oh, okay. Which, and he'll say it in a way that I understand, it means it's not necessarily to his taste. Yeah. And um, if you mean that. Uh, if that's the kind of thing you're talking about where it's kind of removed from the
1: yeah i rhythm. didn't i didn't mean it that way and i've i've heard that critique also um i think uh i think some some black artists just uh have a way of hearing music uh just as a human being sometimes somebody will say well that's european and everything it's kind of taking credit away also from what a, a black artist creates too I mean, you can't force an aesthetic onto somebody. So, I mean, it's probably better to say, well, I don't like free music in that particular manner and stuff. I mean, well, that's, you know, but that's that's no problem. I mean, the real issues are the, are the things facing the musicians, you know, housing, health care, all of that. Sure. So, I mean, there's a lot of back and forth about people's personal aesthetics with the music and stuff. But, uh, I mean, and that's a fun thing to discuss but uh, I think uh, you know the black musicians who play this music are, are pretty broad with how they, how they hear things. But that's, I mean, that conversation exists. I mean, there, there are some that were playing quote unquote free music, with an African influence, and and some that didn't. You know, so I guess I you know depends on what people like.
0: Yeah, oh, of course. Like that. Yeah. And my apologies to Eric if I mischaracterized. Oh no, no, your, it's uh, no problem. No, no, I'm yeah. just I don't want to. Misquote Eric, but uh, sort of something I can hear in his voice. I'm saying, but yeah, he's a about, great player, too. He man. is a great player, yeah, yeah. And um, but uh, I think, am I correct about this that uh, a younger Maurice McIntyre, also coming out of Chicago, he did some blues stuff, too. I think he might have played with JB Hutto, JB Hutto.
1: He's on a couple of those yeah. Delmark records, right? I'm right, forgetting right. the name of him, but he is on those. As Reese McIntyre, which is another. What's the name of that record? I'm forgetting the name. Um, I think it was two of them.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that guy. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big JB Hutto fan too. <laughs> of course,
1: me too. That's another conversation <laughs> for another
0: time. Maybe another yeah. deep focus. But uh, there's a kind of framework of thinking that maybe comes from that too of of how you bring an audience along with what you're doing and. You know, I I don't know. Maybe this isn't re- completely removed from that school of thought too. It's something that he brings with him.
1: I hear that, and I think that. Um, yeah, I hear that. I think that the the the, the avant garde music that has that. Uh, uh, you know, the cultural dynamics coming from the the music as a whole that brings people in. Too, you know. I mean, and that's another valid form of, of bringing people into the music. I mean, there's you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you know, especially there. with the music as an educational thing. You know, sometimes you have to, um, you know, uh, just like any kind of education, you identify, you know, what they like. You gotta reach people sometimes through what they hear, and yeah. you know, that prepares them for then the next thing, you know.
0: Well, it certainly yeah. sounds like what we're hearing sounds like they're very authentic.
1: Oh, yeah. Voice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think all these players, I mean, it's where they're from, too. I mean, Carla Perusha is from Chicago, and I'm sure that his family was part of that migration from the South. Hammy Blewett is from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Lester Bowie's from Maryland by way of, you know, many other places. And, uh, yeah, you they're know, all... So all of that is, is is in there. Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: Am I correct? Did you know Kyler Perusha?
1: I did know Kyler Purusha. I met him in the very early 80s. 81, I think, because Jamil Moondock was playing every Monday with the Just Grew Orchestra. Yeah. And uh, the first on first. yeah. Yeah, right, and right. then neither nor, yeah,
0: as <laughs> we both <laughs> yeah, <right>. chuckle knowingly, <laughs> sixth street, wasn't that sixth yes. street? Avenue C,
1: maybe, right? Neither nor was Avenue C, and first first, first and first was on, uh, yeah, and, and Kyle Purusha was in the band, and you know, I talked with him then, and I would just run into him in the street, you know, um. I think it was 1981, I think it was 13, I had discovered that the L train, because I'm from East New York, Brooklyn, but I discovered that the L train, also known as the Canarsie Line, could go from East New York to like 14th Street, First Avenue in a very short amount of time, so it was kind of a pivotal uh, I loved my community too, where I'm from in Brooklyn, so it wasn't that, but I mean I knew that that particular area was, was where a lot of people I was listening to were concentrated. And, you know, I come out the train station, you know, here's Marion Brown in a bodega, you know, sure. Arnett walking up the street, Frank Wright, Stephen Call, Tommy Tarrantine, you know, C Sharp, Clarence right, C Sharp, right, a lot of yeah. different people from different genres. These guys were friends, and that that kind of stayed with me, you know. I you know the fact that uh, even if there was musical disagreements, C Sharp would say, "Oh man, I don't like all that noise." But they were, f- but they were like friends anyway, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So they would be, you know. But I met Kala Perusha in within that context, and then uh, you know I'd run into him sometimes a lot, especially in the summertime. You know, we just walk and talk about stuff.
0: They were friends, know? and they also made room for a curious thirteen-year-old coming <laughs> along and. Were you asking a million questions, or were you just kind of being a fly yeah. on the wall? Or?
1: Well, no, just listening mostly and talking yeah. about jazz records and, and stuff. That's what the conversation was about—jazz and jazz records. That's, I, that's <laughs> that how I remember. And social I mean, events and stuff, you know.
0: I remember you from we first met in the '80s, and you right. were always—you were kind of an open channel. You were <laughs> taking taking a lot in. I remember that was very much yeah. your vibe at that time.
1: I remember, yeah. We—I remember <laughs> when we met, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, I'm
0: sure you were, uh, you were, you were mm-hmm. paying attention.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. You watch, observe the whole process. You know, dealing with the kinks and all, and they get the kinks get straightened out. I credit the music with that. You know,
0: you are listening to yeah, WK not bad Star? kinks, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, look, <laughs> it's uh, that's kind of what the music is, right? Right. They're kind of problem-solving and collectively sorting things out oh yeah and everybody's especially with this kind of music that's kind of open source I would think yeah you can't really I mean if if you're somebody who wants to live by the pen you're gonna go in that direction but if you're gonna do something with this kind of collective improvisation you have to be open to other people bringing their stuff which sometimes gonna i agree i don't know i mean what's that like for you as a as a band leader and as a player does it is there are there times when i mean in a perfect world i guess somebody's coming in with an idea going all oh, that and you say that's that's new and exciting and let's go down that road but maybe sometimes somebody's not paying attention to what you're bringing and it's, <laughs> i don't know you know you tell me
1: well, thankfully the the pool of players that I've been playing with myself, I play with in different combinations at different times and uh, that connectivity is always there. So um I don't I don't think I've had I mean things can happen here and there. You know, as far as uh you know, I guess
0: disagreements
1: every now and then, but not not too many.
0: Well, this band yeah, we're they, listening to, and we're going to go back to it in a moment. Caliparusha yeah. um, and the Light at the Tin Palace, February 1977. There, it does feel like one unified voice.
1: It does. They, they, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, synergy in the recording, and um, you can feel their closeness uh, through the music, through the playing. You can. You know, you can feel that. And, um, well, John Betch was his regular drummer at the time, and Juma Sultan, I think they were the regular uh, band members. You know, there was a great recording that was recorded here from 77 called Kwanzaa that came out on a Japanese label. And that's that's another good example of Kala Perusha's playing. In fact, Kyler Perusha used to tell me he really enjoyed that That recording Uh and all. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, just down through the years, uh, you know, we would talk and, you know, we'd observe each other's different changes. He was very perceptive, very observant, you know, kind of quiet. But then, you know, in the tradition of uh, a true elder, you know, he would comment on something you would think he didn't notice, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, and that was always, you know, always helpful, you know.
0: Well, that's in the music, too, I think. Mm. I think we're hearing it. They, it sounds like it's a great night, and we're going to go back to the Tin Palace. Okay. So lucky. So thankful you brought this recording, too. It's it's a terrific recording. It feels so immediate.
1: Yeah. yeah. You
0: know <laughs> I feel what I mean? like, yeah. It feels like you're right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you want to run down for us again, the personnel?
1: Certainly. Juma Sultan and Juma Santos on percussion. John Betch on the drum set. Fred Hopkins bass. Lester Bowie. Hamiet Blewett and Kyla Purusha. And uh, I know Malachi Thompson was the trumpet player for a long time in, in Kyle Purusha's band, so he's not on this one. But um, I don't know how many times Kyle Perusha and Hamia Blewett played, but they really sound good together.
0: Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And uh, blew it mostly on... Uh, ba- baritone playing. saxophone
1: yeah. and some clarinet and a little... F- uh, no, not clarinet, I'm sorry. Baritone saxophone and flute and reed flute. Kyle Perusha's playing tennis saxophone and the clarinet. And percussion. And I'm sure there's some vocalizing periodically also.
0: All right. We're getting back in the WKCR helicopter. Going to fly down to the Bowery and Second Street to the Tin Palace. The show's called Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman, here with Ross Moshe. And uh, the focus is on Kalapurusha and the light. Yes. Yes. On WKCR. (laughs) . From March 20th, 2023, part one of three parts, that is my guest, Ross Moshe, on the topic of Kalapurusha, Maurice McIntyre, and I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. We call the show Deep Focus, as you know, and you're probably already a subscriber because you're a smart person. You enjoy this music and us sharing about it. Have you told anybody? That's what I'm going to ask you to do this week i'm going to ask you to let someone know about deep focus who doesn't know and you know got a lot of people to pick from because most people don't know about this show (laughs) that's i'm trying to do something about trying to spread the word so uh that is my one one good deed i'm calling upon you to do for us if you got a you got a little room in your life and in your heart tell somebody about deep focus who you think might enjoy it and Let me know, where do you listen to to Deep Focus? Do you listen in the car? Do you listen when you're working, when you're cooking, when you're talking? Do you listen socially? you listen by yourself? What do you do? Shoot me an email at deepfocusnow at gmail.com. Deepfocusnow. All right. I will see you. There's two more parts, three parts altogether. I will see you over at part two.